shook it up. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 178 of Taking With You for July 1st, 2012. I never loved nobody fully. Always one foot on the ground. And by protecting my heart truly, I got lost in the sounds I hear in my mind. All of these voices. I hear in my mind all of these words. I hear in my mind all of this music, and it breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart. When it breaks my heart. idea why I like that because I normally wouldn't like uh, 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 uh. oh I have reverb on you hear it in the back <laughs> uh, 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 uh. we've got a little echoey sound hello Amy hello dear I'm down here okay I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> what? what the heck well this is gonna be an interesting show I can tell already that was uh that was Regina Specter. Okay, yeah. I, I kind of liked it. It was kind of different. I don't know if I'd want to listen to it all day. You know who it reminds it me of? unique. Who? Who do you think? Very, um... Uh, I'm not co- sure. Cool voice and kind of poppy, and it's, it reminds me of our friend Melina. Oh, okay. I was almost going to say Melina, but Melina's a bit more jazzy and less quirky. But she can be quirky. She's a bit She's more a jazzy. Lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. We should have Melina on our podcast sometime, but she moved yeah. clear to Eastern Washington now. She got married and yeah. moved away, so that's going to be harder <laughs> to do. I met this man in Paris, and we're going to get married. Remember that? No. From Father of the Bride, when he's looking at oh. his 18-year-old daughter, and, or 20-year-old daughter, and he, all of a sudden he sees her in pigtails. and You're having a really hard time with well, we'll explain this that in a moment. whole father-daughter thing, aren't We'll you? talk about it in a moment, just... <laughs> Hold your horses there, deario. <laughs> uh-huh. <coughs> Sorry, I just cough on you. Anyway, today we have a pretty jam-packed program for you with a bunch of really fun things. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the nice comments on last week's episode when we uh, talked about our anniversary and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. It was fun. We had a great time. My wife's doing the thing where she's reading Facebook instead of concentrating. Not. Yeah, you are. I'm not reading Facebook. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm oh, drawing, Pinterest. No, I'm drawing a cow on draw something. <laughs> I tell you, I created a monster the day that <laughs> Tim Wetzel helped me get Amy an iPad or iPod Touch. Yeah. And <laughs> and it was all over. I didn't use hardly any phones. Be- I mean, I you used use- no technology before yeah, this. Hardly at all. I mean, now she I- has a Kindle. She has an iPhone. She has a, a HP touchpad. She's got whatever. I, I am. And she never puts them down ever. A full ever. Geek. She well, even wants one of those bags that you put around your devices and take them into the shower with you. Well, right now I use a, not a shower, but if I take a bath and I want to read in the bathtub, I use a Ziploc baggie. Are my, you kidding me? Did you Kindle. really do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I put my Kindle in the Ziploc bag. 
didn't I didn't know this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, the the they have these special bags that you can use, but they're seventy five dollars. Special bags. Whatever. Bag. Wa- they're called bag. Okay, everybody who lives in the United States, they're bags. Uh, For you across the pond, they would be bags. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you lived in Australia, uh, I wonder how Stefan would say this. Let me see. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he, I don't know. I might. Is he got a bag? I know that sounds like Cockney. I, I'm not very good at these things. I, oh, well, you're a lot better than I am. I'm not even going to try to do an accent. Okay. I can do Probably s- a good idea. When you I do accents, do, I don't even realize you're doing them. I can do southern accent pretty well, though. I don't think so. I think I can. Oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> Talk like that again. <laughs> you just watch yourself now. I don't know about that one. That sounds like grandma. <laughs> See, I told you. I don't Get do yourself a piece well. of alfalfa. Start chewing it. <laughs> mm. Oop, sorry about that. Okay. What are you doing? I don't know. My chair's not working so great anymore. <laughs> okay. It's it's a hydraulic chair, and uh-huh. I'll be working on a voiceover or something. And all of a sudden, my knees will be up around my neck, uh-huh. and I'm like, "What the heck?" And the, it loses its hydraulic thing. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> so then I push the button, and it goes back up again. But then it eventually goes down again it's like time for a new chair again well we have so many broken chairs around our house we really need to take i think i should write a song called so many broken chairs so many broken chairs (laughs) or you're gonna sing like this now just because you listen to a trace atkins song that's why yeah i i actually been listening to an audiobook that has um lots of it's in texas i've listened to several lately um, Audiobooks from ta- how do we get into? We're already talking about everything, <laughs> and we haven't even got to what really is going on. Okay. okay, so what is this from Texas? Oh, I've been listening to some audiobooks. Um, the stars at night are big and bright, <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. One was, I think, Lone Star Cafe, and there is another. Welcome to Lone Star Cafe. Uh, there's a bunch. Would you like a piece of pie? Uh, some buttermilk pie. Oh, that's what I told you where I heard buttermilk pie. By the way, what is buttermilk pie? Those of you that know what it is, because well, we don't I actually, have it around here. I actually Googled it. and Of course you did. On your iPhone. It's, yes. It's a custard. When you were supposed to be talking to me or something else. No, I actually Googled it at my mom's, I think. It's a custard pie. You Google everywhere, don't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a custard pie. Um, You know, like when you make like cooked custard. I don't make cooked custard. Well, say cook custard five times fast. You can't do it. <laughs> well, you cook can custard, make cook a, custard, a cook custard, custard, cook custard. Make, you can make a custard and make it into <laughs> ice cream. Or you okay, can I bake like it. But it's basically the same thing as, you know, milk and eggs, except for instead of fresh milk, they use buttermilk, eggs and sugar and vanilla. Okay. And, and you bake it inside of a pie shell. Okay. It made me really want to make a buttermilk pie because <laughs> mm. I like custard. <laughs> I don't like buttermilk per se. Well, I don't like it by itself, but I like it in things like buttermilk pancakes and buttermilk mm. biscuits. Yeah, I guess I like those things. But I don't, and buttermilk dressing, like ranch dressing with maybe buttermilk. Do they make buttermilk. buttermilk chocolate syrup? I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. 
I bet you would. I bet you would really like a buttermilk pie if it was a buttermilk chocolate pie. I bet you'd really like it because it'd be like a thick chocolate pudding pie. Oh man, stop it! Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, well, we'll be back in a moment to talk about what's going on at our house because we've already said a bunch of different things. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. Play something. Okay, stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> Isn't she experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by jewelbeat.com. Ah, yes, the ladies from Anomaly. I just listened to a really cool Anomaly podcast where uh, Sue and Casey mm-hmm. um, talked all about Commander Data. It was a data profile. I, I think I listened to some of that with you. It was you. really good. It was mm-hmm. really, I love Data and um, from Next Generation. By the way, from Star Trek Next, Next Generation. Next Generation. He's mm-hmm. pretty cool, or the character was really cool. And by the way, my wife is, she's kind of a geek, but but even more now, you... She got up to go see who the author was of the audiobook, forgot she had headphones on, <laughs> yeah. and ripped them out of the of the soundboard as she walked away. Yes. I just walked away with the headphones on. I'm like, okay, well, you have weird experiences with headphones. You put them in backwards when you're listening to Wayne's podcast, Wayne Henderson, yeah. by the way, who just put out a brand new um, talking... What, what? Wait a minute. What? How do you say it? Oh, I can't I believe I... It's all... I always mess it up because I know he does the Packers fan podcast and he does the, the fringe, fringe casting, casting podcast. Tuning in with Wayne Henderson. I knew I'd know it. Okay. Because it's it's an acronym that looks a lot like Take Him With You. 
Mm-hmm. Tuning in with Wayne Henderson. Brand new episode out. Check it out. But you put um, earphones in backwards when you were listening to yes. him and couldn't figure out why. I'm You've probably... chopped earphone cables in mm-hmm. half while pruning. Yes. And now you rip them out of soundboards, and everybody. So, so you bought me um, cord- cordless what? earphones for when I work now so that I won't chop them or put them in wrong. Yeah. So um, you're now the... Stripey, our cat's going to podcast with us now. He's He was sitting here waiting for his dinner. Yeah, he's kind of hungry. But I ran out to the car because I've been listening to several audiobooks by an author I'm really enjoying. Um, wait, wait, wait. I had him purring right for a minute. I heard him for a second. Okay, well, anyway. They're published by Recorded Books Inspirational and... Um, the author is Lisa Wingate, and um, she just writes some really cute books. That's where the buttermilk pie came in, as I was listening to one of her books. The one I'm listening to right now is called Never Say Never. That'd but be cool they... to have a last name Wingate. Mm-hmm. Hello, Amy Wingate. But they're just really cute books, and oh. they're they're all the ones I've listened to recently have all been in um, Texas, Daily Texas, or... Oh, so they wouldn't be... What's her name? Windboot? Wingate. Oh, Windgate. Wind, Windboot. Windgate. So they're, they're just this, right? really, right. really cute books. No, no, no. Don't if be jumping up there. Hey, no. Oh! Light Jeez. and fun to listen to. Um, our cat's those doing are aerobics and gymnastics on us and here. And I got these from our local library. I like libraries. So there's something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, Catherine and I went and saw a movie today. My my dryer broke this morning. What does that have to do with going to the movies? Well. Because you threw caution to the wind and left me to deal with it? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, I didn't This is what she you. does. I didn't the, the tell you The dryer breaks. <laughs> I'm in the middle of doing this like last minute job that came um, to us. Yeah. And uh, And I'm busy. And then I hear this. Andrew, can you come help me? And Andrew goes to try and figure out why the We checked the circuit breaker. We checked to see if it work. got unplugged and none of those things are wrong. So then you take off. So I thought, well, you know, I know I have at least three loads of laundry to do, but um I'd already planned to go to a movie with Catherine and we hadn't had any girl time for a while. And we wa- we wanted just to get away from things and have a good time together. So Catherine and I went ahead and took off and watched our movie. When I came back, my dryer was fixed. Yes, it was. And it wasn't that easy of a fix either because you had to. We got get about it. five bucks out of it though when we took it out to the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Change just falling out of the the yeah. dryer. But but they had to unplug it, unhook it from the and drive it to the and appliance drive it place. to the appliance place for them to look at it. And now. It works. It was a but, yeah, $48 was like, part. Yeah. It was just a little tiny plastic thing with some resistors in it. Fuses. Fuses or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, some type of thing. Anyway, and then and then the guy didn't even fix it. He made Andrew fix it. Yeah. He'd been drinking a little bit, and he's, he was kind of like. <laughs> it was like only in Aberdeen where you go into the repair place. And the guy's, and the guy's already guy's drunk. a little sauced. And yeah. <laughs> His wife was there, too, and he goes. How much should I charge this guy for uh, fixing his own dryer? <laughs> well, I don't actually think he charged us labor. He didn't charge us labor, did he, Andrew? Andrew's not talking to us. Oh, he's got his headphones on. Yeah. 
He's playing his video. We don't really have a son named Andrew at all. It it kind of seems like that, doesn't it? Yeah, we'll ask him questions and he won't say anything. (laughs) He's kind of the strong, silent type. I've got a tape measure and I've put it out to two feet. Yeah. And I'm bugging the cat with it, and he's biting it and batting at it. He's very cute. Oh, mercy. He's very cute. I'm just so, pushing his tummy. So I think I So should... you went to the movies. We went to the movies. And what did you see there, lass? We saw a Gaelic film. A Gaelic film. Wow, it was brave. It was by Disney. Okay. And um, I thought it was pretty cute. I... We didn't really mean to go to the 3D, but that was the time. <laughs> oh, so you spent way more money than I thought. Well, except for it was the early showing, so it was like... You have matinee 3D? Yeah, so it was like $17 for two So you, you went and saw a cartoon in 3D. <laughs> yeah, but I have to say, both Catherine and I agreed on this. We talked about it before. Right. Is that the 3D was actually probably worth it in this film. They, they had more than just like the credits in 3D. But there were, I mean, because some movies you go see in 3D and you go, that was a waste of money because there really wasn't any 3D in it. Right. But this whole one was, there was 3D throughout it. Yeah. Yeah. Cat cat said her head almost hurt at first. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty well done, I thought. It was cute. Catherine, you gave it how many stars? She only gave it three and a half stars. Come over here and tell us about it. It wouldn't be something I would wa- like buy, you know. Uh-huh. But it was a it was a cute movie to watch once or Did twice. You, okay, so I've heard that it's really it's really encouraging to women. Yeah, it gives it's kind of like a um, one of those kind of what is that called again? Where I don't you, know. What? It's like the encouraging, you know, to encourage um, girls and ladies to that they. They, they can, can fulfill brave. their dreams yeah, they, and they be, can brave be brave. And they can courageous. They can make their own path in life. They don't have to rely on be men. told what to do always. So. And rely on men. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good for them for putting a movie out like that. <laughs> well, it was it was also good though because it it's a good mother daughter movie. Yes, they're not very close at first, and they get close. Oh shh! No spoilers. Well. We don't want to give spoilers. Now we know. But, now but, we know they were not close at first, and they are now. Well, you ruined the whole movie. It, well, something and it happened that I had no idea what was going to happen from the trailers. So I mean, like, you, I didn't spoil anything. Well, that's good. They lived in a trailer. Ha ha ha. The movie trailer, dear. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. All I know is the the previews have uh, a guy that sounds like Scrooge McDuck. He talks like this all the time. And the guys all wear skirts. With nothing on underneath them. I hear you get to see their butts. <laughs> there is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cartoon butts, everybody. Lots and lots of cartoon butts. I was surprised. But Disney's been doing surprising things lately. The I moon thought. is rising. Um, but I, I have to say, towards the end, I was touched so much that I, I my eyes got a little misty there. Hmm. So I would have actually given it. Probably four and a half stars. I think that the the artwork, the um, animation, the three D animation, and the I'll admit that the animation was pretty good. Yeah, it was very detailed. Like you know, some the hair like like really real, and 
I mean, there's always times where I think sometimes the mouth and the teeth, you know, they're not quite there to look perfectly normal, but they're getting closer and closer what all the time. What do they mean to do some of it to make it look different than real life? Like, in oh. some points, well, you know what I mean? Like, they, like, the size of their heads and stuff like that. Like, it's never actually very, like, they did do that part on purpose, I think. Right. Do you know what I liked? Were, were the um the main character's little brothers? They were oh, I thought so you were gonna say the cute. main character's little buns. <laughs> yeah, the little brothers were cute. I, Devious, but cute. I think the main character was one of the only people that it didn't show the buns. <laughs> All right, okay, that's, that's enough. Had buns B- bun spoiler. <laughs> bun spoilers right here. Uh, she's making a big deal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Disney. I'm going well. <laughs> 30 seconds I'm most so sorry that this two-hour movie. This review is just like tongue in cheek. <laughs> Lots of cheeks. <laughs> uh-huh. I think oh my tired. gosh. I think my mom's tired. Yeah, so I I think that it was a good movie though for, you know, moms and daughters to go to together, especially uh-huh. if they're older daughters. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for some maybe little kid little kids. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't be bad for them to see it, but if... Is it any worse than Shrek? No, no, it's less than Shrek. Well, then... Yeah, there's... I'm a real boy! There's less adult overtones than yeah, there is in Shrek. Yeah, less than Shrek, but... Um, I mean, for maybe, like, a... It might be... Um, wouldn't recommend it for, like, a three- or four-year-old, though. Okay. Well, because there is a little, like, yeah, I witchcraft. I think it is PG. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some witchcraft in there, and, you know, for little kids that... Don't understand. Pretend. Oh, yet. I'm sorry, but Ariel and the the octopus <laughs> lady. What was her name? Yeah, you have to think about it. All you the... poor unfortunate I... soul. Well, I mean, that's how. I mean, a Ursula. lot of a lot of Disney no movies way. are like that, and 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 there were sometimes. Cruella, Cruella Deville. There were sometimes that I thought my young children that some of the Disney movies were a little too intense mirror, mirror for them. The wall. But, you know, you have to kind of know your kids and know if when they understand. And know your Disney villains. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Know if they understand make believe or not. Yeah. And if they, I, I remember when our oldest got really traumatized by um, the incredible journey, Homeward Bound or something with animals in it, and the cat fell in the water. Oh, don't go there because he got that from me. <laughs> And he was like hysterical for I half dream. an hour. I dream about our pets and them getting lost in the airport and stuff. Something's wrong with me. Oh, it's true. I don't yeah. know. I'm a total. I mean, I did. I probably hadn't cried that much. I probably didn't even cry as much when, when some relatives passed away. But I, when when we had to put our doggy down, that was an awful awful time. I just lost it. You still won't read the thing I read. Nope. Nope, I won't. Nope. Nope. Catherine got an A on a a a, a memoir of her memoir, memoir, of, memoir, whatever. Whatever it was. Mama, mama. It was a. She wrote about our dog and her growing but up. But now we have a new dog. Yeah, our puppy is a. Has Here, pup. Here, pup. What? She her, her head, head was on my foot. <laughs> oh, come here, pup. Where are you? Okay. She's not even. Oh, Thanks, there she Catherine. Is. Hey, pop, pop. um, Catherine. Next week, just wanting you to know, I'm going to have you um do a couple of book reports 
um, oral book reports. Just review. On the podcast? On the podcast. Sweet. Because I think next week we're going to have a friend of ours named um, Sandra Bird. Oh, thank you. um, Who's an author. She she recommended a couple of books that you've read. And so I have a I very happy dog right here. Hi, Jade. Do She's a, not the one that recommended Lori. Jade oh, okay. is so funny. She's well, still... It, it was actually the... Okay. It was the book that she recommended first. The author of that book recommended the book I'm reading right now, if that even makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Sandra recommended a book by another author. author. You I read that. that author on Facebook, and that author told me about a free book on Amazon, and I got it, and this is the, the book after it. What's well, the series? But this was good strategy because you read the, the free book, book, and then you, you well, were I like, know what happened next. Does anybody care? So then you bought the next one in the series. Well, what we'll find out next week. <sighs> Stay tuned. <laughs> While good, they're Catherine. rambling on about their books, I have got my dog giving me a hug Aww. and licking my face. Your dog loves giving you hugs. She does. It's really weird. <laughs> we better get on with the podcast, though, because I'm She's losing like my voice. She's the most affectionate animal I've ever had. She is. Yeah. Hey, Catherine, can you do us a favor and feed the cats, please? She doesn't she's, say anything. She's just ignoring silence. us now. There was this when we're talking silence. about movies and books, she listened, but now she's <laughs> ignoring us. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the movie you gave it, what? how many stars? I, I gave it like four, four and a half, maybe 4.25 okay. stars. Four and a quarter stars. Four and a quarter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anything else exciting happened for you this week? I, I was so busy, I couldn't see straight, so... Well, you just recorded. I I pretty much just worked this last week, except for going to the movie today with Catherine and yeah. doing some housework and laundry. And I had uh, a I had a few sixteen mm. um, hour days. Yeah, you've been working a lot. I've been going to bed, you know, like eleven o'clock or something, and then I don't even hear you come to bed because you've been coming to bed so late. Well, like working. all of a sudden, I got a whole bunch of work, which is really good, and then. Now, you know, I don't know. I, I do have a big project I'm going to be working on here pretty soon. That's cool. Yeah. So lots of good things going on. I did um, some fun stuff for our friends over at uh, Trekmate podcast. Mm-hmm. They're cool. They're just really a lot of fun. And they have a ton of different things. Our, our friend Wayne, who, by the way, sent us an email today that we're going to be reading. And talking about. Uh, are you going to read the whole email? Yeah, he wanted us to, to read it. Oh, and okay. Respond to it. So All right. we're going to talk about it today uh, as we finish our series, uh, or not finish, but uh, we're like two two away from finishing uh, the series on Noah. And next week we may have a little break if we can get that podcast edited in time. We're going to record um, an interview. An interview. Yeah probably Tuesday and if you get time to edit it we'll get it in our next Saturday yeah this is the intro to the new this is I did this they hired me to do the intro to the new Trekmate supplemental check it out okay space the final frontier these are the voyages of the Trekmate supplemental its continuing mission to remember the future and review every episode of Star Trek to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. 
Not again. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. Captain Picard. Oh, uh, yes, it's uh, it's, it's for the children. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a role model. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Starfleet out. <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a role, role model. model. I'm sure you are. <laughs> the funny part is, yeah. the admiral there on that particular screen reminds me of somebody I know. Yeah, I know who it is, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain Picard Day. Anyway, Wayne is a really cool friend of ours who's been listening to our podcast. And I listen to, well, they put out so many Trekmate podcasts. I don't, I can't listen to them all. I, I try. But uh, when I'm busy like this, I'm, I'm like behind on all my podcasts right now because I've been busy creating some new stuff. But they did have me do another intro that um, is for a brand new show. And he said I could talk about it. And uh, this one is called The Holodeck. And it's pretty cool. And I, they, they, I did their intro, and it's got like some act, voice acting in it and everything. I won't play the intro now because you'll just have to listen to it because it's really cool. But what I did is I actually created the soundtrack on my iPad. Um, you know how much I like my iPad. I know you like your iPad very much, and you told me something really sad. It crashed. Did it crash on you for the first time? Yeah. Usually Apple products don't crash very much. I know. And you know what I was doing is... Um, I have uh, I've put my name in f- to the hat for um, a job uh, like I do every day uh, on Elance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were I was doing this different stuff. And uh, he uh, this guy wrote some lyrics for his uh, fiance for their wedding. And so he asked if, uh, you know, people could send in different samples and stuff. And I had an idea for for the song mm-hmm. and this is the song that crashed on me and uh here's kind of what this is the actual chorus that i'm i'm i bid on and you'll see what it you think. doesn't matter where i am or where i'll be you're always in my heart holding me even when we're out of reach our hearts are never out of touch you mean so much to There you go. That's the. That's all I did for him. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to get the job or not. But uh, I mean, it wasn't the best in the whole wide world. But uh, anyway, that I wrote verses and everything, and unfortunately, they crashed. So yeah, wasn't very happy about that. But I did have a really good time doing this completely rocking version of uh, of the holodeck thing. But I want to show you what I wrote first, and then what I added. Check this out. This is so funny. Does that totally sound like the 80s to you? Yeah, I expect Devo to come out any minute now. Not Devo. This is more like Huey Lewis in the news or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, you could be singing like, I want a new drug. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, 
that was cool, but I, I wanted to rock it a little bit. So here's the extended rocking track. Ready? Eddie Van Halen, eat your heart out. Isn't that hilarious? It's almost done. Um, <laughs> what do you think? It, it sounded like 80s rock. Well, um, you know what's funny is I found out that on my, look at this, the screen on my iPad. Mm -hmm. There's this new thing that I did not see it before. It's actually the fretboard done. The strings. Well, I knew that, but this actually puts it in different scales, so I can go with one finger. Or so now I can actually look at it in the way that I think about music and boxes and shapes. I can actually take my fingers and go. Sorry, that's just exciting to me. Well, you know, since, okay, you're, it doesn't since you're on you, this subject uh, of checkmate, though, yeah, I have to confess something. Uh oh. <laughs> when we were watching the movie today, Brave, I was you were thinking about Star Trek. I was listening to the voice of the mother, and you thought of Wayne. No, oh, I thought it sounded a lot like Maria Sirtis from. Was it? It wasn't, but oh. I had to stay clear through the credits until they had the cast so that I could see if Marina Sirtis was, played the, the voice of the mother. That's hysterical. Yes. I, ha I, I went to Catherine. I think that that's Counselor Troy's voice. Oh, that's funny. But it wasn't. But it did sound a lot like her because she can do um, those voices, you know, like. Those voices? Well, um, ethnic voices or. Okay. You know, a accents really well. She's she was like a um, grew up in England, but she could do all different kinds of accents. Cool. So very cool. Which I know this because I listened to Women Talk Sci-Fi and I got to hear her interview. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's very yes, cool. Yes, I I guess I'm a geek. You know, um, one of the songs that I did um, last week, not this, well, the week before last, actually got in this really cool video on PetSet.com. They hired me to do a couple of different songs, and they came out really cool. And now you can hear it if you go to petset, pet-zet.com, mm -hmm. and you go to Sydney the Chihuahua mm -hmm. and play his review of the hotel, the pet-friendly hotel. All the music in the background is me. Jade would really like to go to that hotel. Oh, I know. And my friend Matt Calric, who did uh, some stuff with Stefan Sonok and I, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, with Simon Meddings. Um, he actually voices the the uh, Chihuahua. He's the, hey mate. He's got this nice low voice. Hey mate. I can't do it. And, and I can't get that low. Matt, you you're a genius and you rock. He lives in um, Vancouver, BC, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's from Australia. Yeah. 
This is really bad. Catherine brought us popcorn during the podcast, so that's not really good for us to crunch in the microphone, though. It really doesn't sound good at all. It kind of tastes like kettle corn. No, it's natural, lightly salted. Mm-hmm. Orville Redenbacher. Okay. That's hard to say quickly. Okay. But we need to not eat in the microphone. Sorry, though. sorry, everybody. I don't usually make it a habit of eating on the podcast. So, um... Yeah. So, so other than that, I've been doing lots of uh, lots of voiceovers and a bunch of different projects. I got a big project done, Sounds of Nature, mm-hmm. and it's really fun. Yeah. I got to do this really cool thing. Uh, you know, last week I played the frogs. Mm-hmm. Well, this week I had to record a rainstorm, mm-hmm. and I also um, recorded a um, uh, babbling brook. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny part is... That our rainstorms here didn't, um, they did I mean, it rained, and I went outside in the middle of the rain and got all wet, but uh, it wasn't making the sounds that I wanted. Basically, you could hear people driving their cars around, and I was like, oh, man, how am I going to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And s- you're not talking the microphone. It's because I was eating popcorn, and I don't have the microphone <laughs> next to my mouth. You are hilarious. So, anyway, I was uh, kind of at a dilemma. How am I going to make this sound right? You know? Yeah. And so, I'm trying to find it here. I'm like, oh my gosh, where is it at? I helped you record the frogs in the ocean. Well, We actually went and recorded the ocean. I sat next to you while you did it. Yes. But for the Northwest Rainstorm, Mm -hmm. listen to this. Okay, ready here. This is what it sounds like. You feel like you're in a deluge. Yeah. How'd you get the thunder? That's not awesome in stereo, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. hear how it rolls across and everything? It's not real. And neither is the rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the magic behind the scenes, okay? Mm-hmm. The rain was actually a really cool nozzle I picked up at the garden hose or garden hose garden show in Seattle. I hung it over the top of our fence and with our my dog Jade um, let the water fall into our um, wild nasturtiums in the in the middle of an actual rainstorm. And then um, to cover up the wild, sound wild geraniums. Yeah. Yeah, not nasturtiums. Did I I didn't say nasturtiums, yeah, did I? You said wild nasturtiums. They're wild geraniums, but go ahead. All right. Okay, and so what? What I did is I set up the tripod, put the triple on the on the uh, things so it would stop the wind, and then every time a car would go around, I would uh, I get in here on my keyboard when I had it all done, and there's a a sound a sound setting on my keyboard for thunder, mm-hmm. and so I turned up the reverb on my machine here that I record with on my software program, and I um, played my keyboard. Uh, for the sounds of the thunder, and then made rolling sounds as well of, of quieter, and then I I 
plugged that all into the recording and then started on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. So the storm came more to the middle. And then by in the middle of the eight-minute sounds of rain, um, the storm's right on top of you. And it's echoey and everything cool. And it's lots louder. And then it gets quieter as it goes off to the right. And by the time you're done, you've experienced this great rain shower from the Pacific Northwest. And most of it's not real. It was a hose. A hose. <clears throat> An expensive garden hose. A hose nose. Yeah. Well, it cost more to go to the garden show this last year because you went and bought that oh, hose stop. nozzle. Oh, stop. It is a pretty nice heavy-duty hose nozzle, though. So. A hose nozzle. Well, it's like I like one to say the, that hose nozzle. It's one of the kind, you know, the extended wand, so you can the extended water hose your, nozzle. Water your hanging baskets. Pardon without. me, what do you have there? An extended hose nozzle. Thank you. Oh mercy! And it's red. I got. I picked out the red color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maroon kind of. It's not maroon. It's red. Yeah, kind of. With a brown. It's not brown. It is too. Prick! It's not brown. <sighs> Well, look, so. we've talked for like on and on and on about Yeah, are we going to have any nothings. time for like our subject today? Just a minute. It's thundering. I love that sound. Can you believe that's a hose? That's an extended hose nozzle. And a keyboard with reverb. And I also put an effect on the water to put it in stereo. So, that, And it does sound in stereo, doesn't it? Sounds like you're sitting out in the rain, doesn't it? Well, your, your recorder had records in stereo but it didn't sound in stereo i made it be stereo yep there's always tricks to the trade so so there i better turn down the the storm now does that make you want to go to the bathroom it does me (laughs) do we need to pause so you can potty (laughs) i always i always like to potty not Party. Potty. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're in so much trouble by now. <laughs> okay, well, we'll be back um, after this to, to actually talk about our subject for the day, which will be quite fun because we had so much more. We could have talked about so much more, <laughs> but we are not going to have time to do that. So you'll just have to take my word for it. Lots of things happened this week <laughs> and more are going to happen, which we'll talk about next week. Do you love music? Have you found yourself saying this? You know, popular music just doesn't have enough Star Trek or sci-fi references. Ain't got no Kirk, ain't got no spot, just some Romulans to fight. Cause we're TNG on Saturday night. TNG, we're out of sight. Well, you're in good company, and you're in luck, because now you can have your great music and geeky references by simply going to StarTrekParodies.com. Yep, that's right. I was tired of waiting around for my favorite artists to write Star Trek songs, so I borrowed their music and I made it myself, and now you can enjoy it for free. Check out hits like Another One Becomes Us. Another One Becomes Us. Another one becomes us, and another one droned, another one droned, another one becomes us. Or, life is just a holodeck. Can't you see what this holodeck is doing to me? Life is just a fantasy, can you live this holodeck life? Ship in a bottle, and humans playing Dom Jot. Humans playing Dom 
So suffer no longer, my geeky friends. There's finally a place for us on the internet. It's called Star Trek Parodies. It's free, it's fun, and more importantly, you can geek out and have a great time. So beam on over to StarTrekParodies.com. I'm Rick Moyer, and I invite you personally to come jam with me. Live long and prosper. We will, we will spark you. Yeah, StarTrekParodies.com is a fun place. It's fun for a girl and a boy. Okay. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we are going to jump right in to our subject. We're going to be talking today, um, part three of On Deck, all about Noah. And we happen to have a letter come in that asked a question of us that we're going to answer. And it goes right along with our subject today. So, timing was perfect. So, in order to find out what this is all about, stay tuned. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. He um, reviewed Wolfenstein 3D. (laughs) Okay. It was actually a fascinating story behind it all. And, hmm. you know, I didn't even know half of that stuff. So it was pretty cool. I, I'm not much of a gamer, but yeah. Joe's rocking it, though. You know, he, this is his first time doing a podcast. And it sounds like he's been doing them forever. Yeah. he. I, I listened to the one a week or two ago. About, Space Quest? No, it was the one Well, the about, computer hardware one, yeah. Yeah. We how talked to, about that last week. Yeah. How to make your new computer work on the old computer games. So it was kind of above my head, but Joe did a great job on it. You don't have to get too far to get above my head when it comes to computer stuff. Yeah. So, so what is our subject today, dear? Well, we're we're talking all about. Um, my friend Noah had an arm. No, you're not oh. going to sing that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 Okay. Anyway, we're talking about Noah and the Ark, and mm-hmm. from the actual Bible, instead of just hearsay. Instead of a Sunday school song. Yeah, and I think it's kind of cool because we're we're able to look at things from a little bit different perspective than we maybe normally have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. So we've been in, in Genesis chapter 6 and 7, and we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about this whole thing. But today, we're going to read chapter 7 of Genesis from the New Living Translation. And we're talk about how Noah's life relates to ours. And also, we're going to look at... Um, how do I describe it? Um, the actual facts of it instead of the hearsay that we've learned in Sunday school and stuff like that. Okay. Boy, I'm just fallen all over my stuff. Okay, so it says in chapter 7, When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all of your family, 
For among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Now that's going to be a key to what we talk about today. So take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal that I have approved for eating and for sacrifice. Now that is interesting because mm-hmm. we don't see that in the storybooks. We don't hear that, you know, told to the kitties, 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 kiddies, you know what I mean? Children. Children. Mm-hmm. About them actually taking seven of different animals. Mm-hmm. Seven pairs. Which I thought that would be 14. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot more than two. Yeah. Well, then it says, and then take one pair of each of the others. So all the animals that were clean Mm -hmm. and basically, how do you describe clean and unclean animals? Well, there's a whole criteria in in it wasn't law. it wasn't that they went and um but basically the the took a shower to be clean they're the animals that are the healthiest for you to eat okay and so those are like they chew cud yeah there's like, some of the things that they have they don't have a cloven hoof right yeah yeah they have like a split hoof like a oh a they do cow. have a clo- cloven hoof well i don't know how i thought to... that was the unclean animals that had that now that i'm looking i'm thinking about pigs yeah. Pigs don't, they don't have split hooves, do they? Well. Yeah, they do. It's confusing because, it, anyway, sense. they're the ones, they have to have different things, like. Things? Well, like, they have, cows are supposedly healthier to eat than pigs, because, like, pigs don't sweat, and they also have lots of worms well, wonder, well, No wonder pork rinds taste so good. And, and they also, um. Pigs have lots of worms in them, you Thanks. know, and it makes me want to go have a pork chop right now. And um, and like shellfish is considered unclean because they're the garbage eaters of the ocean. Like pigs are the garbage eaters of that, the and land. they hog everything for themselves because they're selfish, <laughs> self shellfish. Yeah, and so anyway, in in other words, you're not supposed to eat things that eat. Garbage and poop and stuff. But he saved them anyway because God said to take a... P- yeah, it, it's like, I think God loves all of his creation, but he, you know, he wanted to he save even loves me, some, which is amazing. some of all the animals, even if they weren't good for food, he still made them. Okay. So, yeah, he wanted to, but he had them save more of the ones that they would need to eat. Because they were going to yeah. be on the ark a long time. I wonder if they ate the animals on the ark. Well, that would be kind of weird. That'd be like, <laughs> "Hey, Margaret, you want to go on vacation? Let's let's go." Like you know, a couple of cows or take something. Take some and... cows and goats and sheep with you. Yeah, sure. This will be fun, honey. Well, you know, I don't know. What's for they... dinner? You. <laughs> 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 I don't know that they had deep freezes, so they, you know, kind of. They might have had deep fryers, though. You never know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so. Oh mercy. He takes. He takes. uh, Also takes seven pairs of every kind of bird. Uh huh. Which I thought was interesting. There must be a male and female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Mm -hmm. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth, and it will rain for forty days. And 40 nights until I have wiped the earth of all living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. 
Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives. I think we read this already. We did, didn't we? I can't remember. I think we did. Yeah, because we talked about. Well, anyway, it makes it for good. We're reading it again. This review, everybody. Yeah. I so basically, we can tell the story here. Yeah, they, we might have started in this chapter, I think, but I don't think, I think we, we went did. very far. So anyway, it rains. It falls mm-hmm. on the earth. Um, he takes his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, with him and their wives, and his yeah. And then, of course, all the animals that he was supposed to do. And the Lord closed the door behind him. Which, and for 40 days and 40 nights. That's interesting, too. What? That the Lord closed the door? they got on the boat, or the big ark, and God closed the door. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? Well, they didn't close the door. I just think it's pretty cool that God closed the door for them. Well, he's a gentleman. Yeah. So go ahead. So then it says for 40 days and the flood waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, now we didn't read this yet. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. Oh, that's kind of sad. God wiped out every living thing on the earth. People, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky were all destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him on the boat. And the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. So that's another misconception that's... That is often when people don't read the Bible themselves, um, a lot of times they think it rained and poured for 40 days and nights, and then they got off the boat. Right. But no, it was still flooded for, what was 150 days? Well, sure. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people have speculated why, you know, was there that much water that could hit the earth? Well, a lot of people say that... that um, that the, the ground split open. Well, it says it in the Bible too, but mm-hmm. split open and the waters came out from the from there. And then, of course, we have have heard about the theory that the, the atmosphere changed mm-hmm. after it rained and that did all this stuff. Before that, there really wasn't rain. It was more of a dew that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that came out in the morning and the night and, and uh, basically watered the earth. And it was more like a jungle, the earth was. Like a greenhouse effect. Yeah. But in a good way. And then it changed. Yeah. And things were different after the flood. But uh, it says that uh, in chapter 8, but God remembered Noah after 150 days. God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him on the boat. So he sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, and and you still hear um, stories and of people who claim to have seen remnants of Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark on yeah. Mount Ararat in Turkey today. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating, actually. Mm-hmm. It says, after another 40 days, 
though now we're up to 190 days, um, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and if it could find dry ground. But the dove could no, find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat. And Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. And after waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time, the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days, three weeks now, and then released the dove again. This time, it did not come back. So Noah was now 601 years old, and on the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. And then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat. And all the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be a planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Well, there you go. Two whole chapters of the Bible today on taking with you. Well, and I think it's interesting because you really hear kind of a compassionate heart from God. Yes, he was upset that men had become so violent and he felt like he had to do a reboot and start over because men were basically destroying themselves. Mm -hmm. But, but it's like, it sounds like it hurt him to do that. That the last part there, he was like, he seemed sad. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to do that again. That was crummy. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but. Well. Yeah. You look at things different than I do. I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, now this is just a scientific thing, but I've heard some scientists theorize that where we have a lot of our oil and coal deposits and stuff came from this great flood. Really? Because a lot of this huge vegetation that grew pre-flood was buried in silt and things, um, you know, in mud and became our oil and coal that we have today. I, I heard that it was dinosaurs. Well, there might have been dinosaurs buried with all the vegetation, too. Thus, fossil fuel. Yeah. But, you know, it's sometimes it's vegetation, tar, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't know how to make oil. Yeah. If I did, I'd be rich. <laughs> yeah. So interesting story, though, mm -hmm. and really interesting when you start to look at the the implications of what it, what does it mean to us? 
because it's nice to hear the story and everything. Well, I don't know if it's nice to hear the story, but well, it's kind of a sad story in some ways. It so. is, but it's a, it's there's a lot of things that you can learn through the story, and mm-hmm. one of them is um, the whole reason that Noah and his family were saved through the great destruction that happened uh, was because the Bible says that Noah was the only righteous man on the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an interesting statement because when we read the Bible, the Bible says that there's no one righteous, mm-hmm. not no. even one, yeah. and that all have fallen short of the glory of God and that um, no one person could ever be perfect other than Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting concept to think of why did they, you know, why was this written and why did God have this in the Bible um, to say that Noah was the only righteous person? Well, this is an interesting thing. The word righteous, you know what that means? We talked about this um, week before last. Yeah, it means right standing with God. Mm -hmm. So the reason that God saved Noah was because he stood right before God. Yeah. Okay. Now, this was a thing, this is a fancy word called dispensation that I'm going to use here. Um, In the Old Testament, it was a different dispensation. In other words, it was a time when Jesus had not come and died for the sins of humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a time when people relied on the mercy of God, not the grace. And and another way to say dispensation that some people might understand is like the age yeah if you watch like sci-fi movies or the age of moctos yeah you know the age of aquarius or whatever this is the dawning of the age of asparagus (laughs) um asparagus (laughs) not asparagus but anyway there's different like ages or time periods Mm -hmm. um yeah and in the old testament is Is largely Yeah, about the law of Moses and and the preparation for the coming of the Messiah. And told a lot of stories about the people of Israel. And mm-hmm. and basically it was a bunch of stories that uh, were put together that if we will look at in detail, they'll it teaches us something to live our lives in the new dispensation, which is where Jesus has died for our sins and there's grace upon our lives given to us by God. Not for anything we've done, but for everything he did. Mm-hmm. And this is where some very interesting things start to parallel uh, when we read the story of Noah. What we'll find is that not only did Noah, was was he right standing before God, but be, because of that, many of his family members, actually all of his family members, mm-hmm. immediate family, were saved as well. And it doesn't say that they were righteous. No. It says that they, were, they hung out with a, with a guy that was. And it's really interesting to note that because apparently hanging out with somebody that's right with God is good for you. Yeah. And can help spare you when it comes time for um, some really rough stuff. But I, but I think it's very interesting that Noah did it was works orientated. He was he was righteous because he did things right, and he was he was he wasn't perfect or anything like that. But he was. He he got the attention of God by doing. He wasn't evil like everybody else. Well, was. he he obeyed God. Right. He did what God told him to do, and probably to ridicule of him and his family and everything mm-hmm. else because nobody had ever seen it do what it did, and they all mm-hmm. probably mocked him as he was making the ark because he made it for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. And on dry land. 
Yeah. There yeah. wasn't an ocean there, was there? No. No. So that was an interesting thing. Then, of course, it's fascinating to me that um, God preserves life by keeping, you know, X amount of animals in the, on the ark and everything. And then the whole thing of being patient and waiting mm-hmm. for things to get back to where they were. And then the big, you know, talk from God, okay, you guys, the door's open, let them all go out and multiply. Now let's try this over again. Let's reboot. Mm-hmm. And this is is an amazing parallel to our lives when it comes to the letter that we're going to read. Okay. So let me read a letter that was sent to us. I by have our, it right here if you want to read it. By our friend Wayne. I've got it too. Okay. Let me find it in my inbox here. I'll find it. I will. There it is. Okay. It says, Hi, Amy and Rick. Since this is the first time I have ever addressed both Mr. and Mrs. Moyer, I think I should say hi to Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Wayne. So, hi, Amy. I'm one of Rick's ultra geeky friends, which you are, Wayne. You are very geeky. Which we is like cool. geeky people. We are kind of geeky people. I am. I know that. Though you probably already knew that, he says. I've been listening to your pod for, or now, for some time. I love the entire pod that you put out. It's always such great fun, and I take great enjoyment from listening to you both bounce off of one another. <laughs> should, should you be reading this in an English accent, though? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he says, I'm an agnostic, so I have no belief system, though I do believe there is something. I just don't know what, and I believe that if there is a God, it is probably far beyond our own comprehension, and I'm not sure if any religion would have hit the nail on the head. Though saying that, I can appreciate other people's beliefs and do not in any way try to force my own onto others, just as you do, uh, just as you both do very well. By the way, I wanted to say to Wayne, um, and, you know, I might write this too, but um, that is such an awesome concept about God being so big and so incomprehensible. I just love that idea because I really believe that if there is a God that created this entire universe and beyond, which I believe there is, he has to be pretty amazing. Well, that and and I think what happens is men and women try to explain God in their own finite mm-hmm. way and human way, and they just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, we can get a little glimpse of God, but we don't. What Wayne says is true. He's much, much bigger than what religion would say he is. Yeah. But again, too, we do believe what the Bible says. So he says... I was wondering, I live my life to the best of my abilities, being kind to others, giving and helping others whenever I can, trying to never hurt anyone and trying to only treat people as I would wish to be treated. I feel I have a very strong moral compass, despite my foul language, and this has made me wonder for a while. Do you know what the Bible's stance is on people like myself? And according to its teachings, whether in the afterlife, I would be considered to go to heaven, purgatory, or hell. I know that God is supposed to allow any small children or babies who have passed into his kingdom, who have passed into his kingdom. But what about good and decent human beings that have not followed his teachings? And I wonder what other religions stances would be on the same matter. Even though I am agnostic, I feel the Bible stories you have shared, even though I do not take 
outweigh any of the religious aspect, have had some great moral stories and values that you can live by. Loving your show. Keep up the great work. Much love, Wayne. Great, great question. Yeah. And one that I think goes totally along with what we just read from the story of Noah. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's address his question um, right off the bat here, and make I got to make sure our recording's working correctly because I pulled up the yep yeah, we're good. I pulled up his email, and now I got to find it. There it is uh, on a different screen. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's so hard sometimes. Okay, so the the question is, I was wondering if I live my life. To the best of my abilities, being kind to others, giving and helping others, that kind of thing. Um, um, I'll, I'll guess the question. You know, I'm screwing this up so bad. Sorry. Do you know what the Bible's stance is, in, uh, is on people like myself? Okay. Yes. We have read through the New Testament. And the New Testament is very clear on something that I think a lot of people don't get, don't understand. Because, number one, I think a lot of people say they read the Bible, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And so we get a lot of different ideas that go on here. Now, I want you to know, Wayne, that your question is like the question from many, many, many people, including myself. I, w- I did not always believe how I believe now. And for many years of my life, I believed that, that I could, uh, you know, make it into heaven on my works. But the Bible is very clear, and it says that you cannot get into heaven through your works. In other words, you can't just do good things or, or you know, help the Girl Scouts across the street and mow old people's lawns. And, you know, those are good things to do, mm-hmm. and we should be doing good deeds and stuff. But if they're not motivated out of faith and out of our love for God, it doesn't earn our way into the afterlife in a good way. Well, and and one thing we have to point out is that there are a lot of people that go to church and do lots of good things. And just because they go to church doesn't mean that they have put their faith in what Jesus has done for them. Right. And now now here, let's talk about this whole concept of works. Um, basically, we've, we've been taught in our society and in the world that we live in that be a good person, do what's right, the golden rule and the whole thing, and then when it comes time for you to die, um, God will take all of this into account and you're okay if you did more good stuff than bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But what the Bible teaches is that it, that no man or woman can be right before God out of their own works or their own efforts. That the only way that we can stand before God right standing, like Noah was right before God. The only way we can be right standing before God is to receive what Jesus did on the cross for us. That's why he came. That's why he died on the cross and sacrificed his life. So that that any person that just simply acknowledged that and said, hey, wait a minute, I believe what he, what Jesus did. That right there is all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And and what if you never from that point on ever really practiced your faith or whatever, the the fact is that you still would get into heaven because it's Je- what Jesus did on the cross, not what we did to earn it. 
which is a really weird concept. I remember my mom saying to me, Rick, there's got to be more than that. It can't be that simple. It can't be that simple because, you know, I came from a family where you work your butt off and you do a really good job and you get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Well, that when and so when it came to God, I had the same feeling. You work real hard for him. You, you live for him. You do all these things for him. And then you, he'll like you because of it and then reward you because of it and get you into heaven. But that isn't th- this is what is really interesting. The reason it's this way is because God leveled the playing field. Because no one person can ever be perfect. And so you're going to make mistakes from time to time. Now, Wayne, you know, just as well as I do, that even as when we try hard to be right and try hard to do good, we screw up. And there are times when we do stuff and go, oh, man, what did I do that for? Because the Bible says that inside of our hearts is evil without God. Mm-hmm. And so when we receive Christ into our life, what happens is we begin to, instead of trying to earn his favor because it's already been earned by what Jesus did on the cross, then we begin to do good things because we love God, not because we want to get him to love us. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. When you realize how much God loves us, then we want to love him back and we want to be kind to others and, and do things that are pleasing to God and as as kind of part of our gratitude for what he's done for us, not because well, we're having to earn I've, our way. I've said this before. You and I got married 26 years ago or so, right? Or so. Or yeah. so. And we stood at the altar and we said we were going to be married and live, you know, love each other and all that jazz. If we walked out the door and then I treated you like crud for years and you, you, you probably wouldn't have stayed with me. Because what's the point? If I never tried to please you because I love you, then the relationship would be weird. It wouldn't work right. The The fact is that we love each other. We're committed to each other. And as a result of that, we want to please each other. Now, mm-hmm. that same thing happens in our relationship with God. It's not a matter of I don't come home and do good things so you don't kick me out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't come home from work and go man, I better do this right or he's going to divorce me and we're going to have so many problems and blah. That's not what you do. Mm-hmm. And if you did do that, then our relationship would be really, it would be bad. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be good. And that's exactly what's going on with God is that Jesus already did the whole sacrificing for us and and died on the cross and then, and, and then rose again from the dead so that we might have eternity in heaven. And it's that simple. And all we have to do is acknowledge that and receive him into our life. Now, here's the deal, Wayne, that I want to answer on your question. Um, Some people get all mad at us when we say that because they say, well, this is why I don't like Christianity because it's exclusive and, you know, all these different things. But really, we're just simply talking about what Jesus taught. Yeah, and I think... And he actually said, you know, no one comes to the Father except through me. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and those, he said he was the way, the truth, those, and the life. Those are Jesus' rules, or Jesus' words. I think what turns a lot of people off from Christianity is all the things that different church organizations add to that. Yeah. Because the Bible says, even those who believe upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
every everyone everyone who believes upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Says calls upon calls upon the name of the Lord. Get your scripture right, girl. Okay, you're the one who's been Christian longer than me. If someone says, "Hey Jesus, I need you," you know, and they're sincere and they they have faith in in what Jesus did for them, it says they'll be saved. Right, and I think sometimes in orthodox or unorthodox some kind of religious organizations we try to put people's belief in a box Mm -hmm. and we try to say well if you really believe then you're going to do this and this and this and this and And you won't do that and that and And go to church every sunday you'll part your hair on this side and you'll wear a three-piece suit and you know you'll have you'll look like this if you're a believer well Jesus didn't say any of that. (laughs) So I think there can be a difference between belief and faith in what Jesus did and and, dogma and religion or dogma. dogma. Right. So, um, you know, that can be be a challenge. But what makes it and this is the other thing that Wayne asked in his question is, Mm -hmm. I wonder what other religious stances would be on the same matter. I can tell you what they are because I researched it big time. Because I didn't want to just make the decision to follow Christ just emotionally because, I mean, I'm emotional and everything, but I wanted to know a little bit more about all this stuff. And when Mm -hmm. I did the research, what I found was that true believers or people that are Christianity, true Christianity, Mm -hmm. is the only religion, and I hate to use the term religion because I don't like I don't like calling Christianity a religion, but let's for the sake of whatever, let's call it religion for a moment— it's the only religion where the God in the religion did everything for people. And people weren't having to work their way. Right. Now, if you go and you study any of the other... Now, we all have always said on Taking With You, we won't rank on other religions. And I'm not ranking on other religions when I say this. I'm just telling you what they yeah. believe. Every single religion other than Christianity will have a set of things that you have to do in order to be enlightened. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't, even don't believe in heaven. but And, and then others, there's, there are all different types of works to get you into heaven. Like um, there's one religion that, that has you have your own planet and and you know and wives and all these other things and there's some there's some religions that talk about when you die you're going to be surrounded by your you know harem of women and all this stuff and but you have to you know kill a certain amount of other people and then there's other religions that talk about you know you know having your faith do this and this and that and it's basically all based on your works how good of a person you are or how well you follow their rule system or their Mm -hmm. dogma and True Christianity is not that way. It is not a set of rules that you follow in order for God to be pleased with you because in true Christianity, God already loves you because of what Jesus did on the cross. He cares about you, has an awesome plan for your life, and get this, it's not just a um, a cliche. He actually cares about, you know, the God of the universe cares about where we're at and what we're doing. And wants a relationship with us. That doesn't happen in, in other religions. Mm-hmm. The, no, the other religions don't have the forgiveness of sin. Other religions don't have a personal relationship with the God that that they talk about or the or this system or the 
thing that they've set up. So it's really fascinating when you do studies of all the different religions around the world, you'll find that um, Christianity is the most simplistic and easiest to understand. And the, there's a reason behind that. Now, now, like I said before, different church organizations or Christian oh, organizations yes. can make things really complicated. Oh, and they have. And that's one of the reasons that people don't want to be Christians today. Yeah is because they see what people call they call themselves believers do. And, I mean, like and, the Westboro Baptist Church. Give well, me a break. Those yeah. guys are, they're not really Christians. But, but I have to say, what I grew up in a Baptist church, and they yeah. weren't anything like no, that. No, they weren't. And, and just because you people... call yourself a church. I, I had a psychologist guy tell me one time, you know, just because a guy sets up folding chairs and passes the offering around doesn't make it a real church, doesn't make mm -hmm. it a real, you know. I mean, people can put together whatever they want to but when it comes right down to it it's not about church it's about our relationship with god mm -hmm. and so to to answer this question in a nutshell because we've gone around all these different things um the bible is very clear and i can show you you know if you want privately i can show you the different scriptures and stuff but what we understand as we've read the bible is that without accepting the the gift of salvation from christ and what he did on the cross for us. That when we pass away, instead of being entering into heaven, that we will go to hell. That's what it says. And it doesn't say that God made hell for people. No, though. it says he does, didn't make it for people. It said he made hell for the devil and, and his, all his angels. angels. Yes. But it was never intended for human beings. It wasn't beings. intended. So, you know, when, when you think... Well, God made hell because he doesn't like me. And, and he's he damning me. me there. Yeah. yeah. But God doesn't damn anyone there. No, he doesn't. Sometimes we choose of our own free will mm -hmm. not to follow God yeah. and to go our own way. Right. And, and that choice is a choice to not follow God's path. Yeah. You know, so... So biblically, I mean, I, I wanted to answer his question very mm -hmm. honestly. And because and we have a lot of listeners that probably fall into the, the same category as Wayne has said. Mm -hmm. You know, they're good people. And I mean, I've met some amazing people that don't believe at all that yeah. Jesus died for them. You know, and, and, you know, and I love, I have friends that are awesome friends, you know, yeah. that believe that same way. And, uh, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to ever force anything down their throat. But I do have to say, the day that I received Christ changed everything for me. It was a good mm -hmm. thing. It was really mm -hmm. good for me to do that. And and because of it I changed the way I think about everything. And in a good way, not in a not in a weird, strange, awkward, yucky way. I think it's made me a better person by far. One thing I, I wanted to add to is because I mentioned about, you know, just because you go to organized church doesn't mean that you're a believer. But I wanted to add that there are people of faith and that have a strong relationship with God mm -hmm. in many different religious organizations, yes. many different kinds of, of churches and, and, and um, some that don't even go to church and many that don't even go. And because if you really look at what church means, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Church isn't a building. It's a yeah. people. It's there, a, a bunch of believers. Church. Really? There's only one church and I'm not saying it's the Catholic church or the Baptist church. There's, there's only, church means body of Christ. Catholic means universal. So if you yeah. want to say Catholic church, I guess that's the... Then we're all Catholic, I guess. That's right. Because it just means that you're part of Christ's body as far as, you know, he is 
That this we're getting really strange here. Yeah, and now the, time for deep theological discussion here <laughs> the, on Take Him With You. That God, that Jesus Christ is kind of the head, and everyone that believes in Him are, are His part, body. Are His body right? So that's, that's how it's a, explained. How it's explained that we're we're all part of Him when we believe in Him. That we're we kinda, become a family. We become a family. We become part of His family. Right. And, so so let me let me just yeah. also say that that um um. I think when I finally made that choice for Christ, it was a different feeling for me. I don't know how to describe it. It, it wasn't even really a feeling. It was more of a, I finally believed. Well, I think your your example of getting married mm-hmm. is is about as close. As a matter of fact, Jesus uses that example. He uses the analogy, the Bible, yes, yeah. about marriage being similar to the relationship with God. Yeah, he that, does. Because a type it's and shadow, yeah. a type and shadow of um, Christ and his church because it is a commitment and it's not always an emotional thing. Right. But you know that you're going to be. Oh yeah. Some days I don't, some days I just feel like a lousy believer, lousy Christian. Cause I just, I'm just not in a good mood. I, I mess up or I, or I, you know, we all do this. We intentionally sin. Yeah. You know, when we know we shouldn't, have that extra cookie or whatever you know what i mean yeah there we there's all sorts of different things that we do that we know we shouldn't yeah and that's called sin and it really is and we do it all the time and that's why grace is is so important in our lives it's not what we do it's what jesus has done for us Mm -hmm. and that i am that i think is why i became very grateful and very um how do you call it um i just there was a joy that is in my heart now that I didn't have before because he loves me so much that he overlooks the crap that I have in my life mm-hmm. and still uses me and still wants to live through me and still gives me purpose and meaning. And I think that's really the key uh, to a relationship with God is that uh, he gives true meaning. It's not about a relationship with a church, even though church is good for a lot of people. You know, it's not really the end all of end alls. It's uh, your relationship with God is more important. And so, you know, and also something you said, Wayne, in your letters about, you know, that um, God's supposed to allow small children or babies. You know, if if um, we know that small children know right from wrong from er an early age, but um, I don't know what the age is, but I do know that you are right when you say that, Wayne, that um, there is a... um, Obviously, if you think about it, if God is a loving God, he's going to take into account yeah. how old somebody is when they pass away. And he also, somebody asked me this question. You, you didn't ask this, Wayne, but people ask me all the time. What about those tribes in Africa that have never heard the gospel? Mm-hmm. And I have a great answer for that. People okay. don't like it very much, but I have a great answer. Yeah. I believe that God is a merciful and loving God mm-hmm. and that when they, because the Bible says, as soon as we're absent for the bodies to be present with the Lord, when we go stand before God, He's going to ask the question, "Did you receive my Son, Jesus?" That's all He's going to ask us. He's not going to say, "Did you live your good life?" and all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to somebody who's never heard the story of Jesus, I can't honestly believe that God would send them to hell because of that. Can you? Um, no, but. There's, I mean, there, that's the reason for missionaries and people wanting to go into all the ends of the earth is so that people won't go to hell when mm-hmm. they die. But 
I have to believe that our God is merciful and loving and that somehow, some way, there'll be a situation. Now, I know I get in trouble and people say, well, that's heresy and you're not biblical, Rick, and all this stuff. But I just can't see God, you know, snuffing out the life of somebody. I mean, not giving them eternity in heaven when they never heard. I can't see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the Bible says that creation tells the story of God. You look around you and I, you see the trees and the mountains. I just the, looked this up. Yeah. It's Psalms um, chapter 19. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I'm sorry. this I don't like this King translation James, yeah. on here. But but it says that, that nature declares the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so I think anyone who takes time to really look can see a divine design. Right. And that's what I believe God plan. will do. He's go- He will judge those people that are not aware of the story of Christ and redemption. And he'll judge them by, did they look around them? Did they, did they acknowledge that a God existed? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he will do. But that's my own opinion, and I know I get in trouble for it. Well, and it says if you seek him, you'll... You'll find him. If you seek with all your heart, yes. you seek with all your heart. So, I mean, because here Noah was obviously had some kind of relationship with God. He had to have. If he was righteous, he was right standing before him. And that was before Christ even came. Right. So he was obviously seeking God and seeking God's will and listening to God. And God was talking to him. Right. So we don't understand everything. Nope. Um, but we do know what Jesus said, and I'm thinking if you're hearing this today, it wouldn't hurt to ask Jesus to show you more. Yeah. And, you know, wouldn't hurt to believe in Jesus. Well, I remember when I, the very first time that I really even decided to make a decision to perhaps follow this God that I was hearing about. And the way the guy prayed is he said, God, if you're, if you're real, show mm-hmm. yourself to me. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, I guess I could pray that way, you know. And I can, I think that was, you know, that's what I would suggest to you, Wayne, and to everyone listening. Um, not to get, you know, we're not pushy or anything like that. But what would it hurt anyone mm-hmm. to say, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. Show me you. Mm-hmm. That's a scary prayer for some people. Yeah. Because you know what I believe? I believe God will show mm-hmm. himself. I mean, that's my belief. Yeah. So there you go. That's our answer. I it was a long answer, <laughs> but we could have spent a whole well, podcast on. It. In know, fact, we're going later than we normally pe- do. People write books and books and books on, on this, this very subject. Very subject. Yeah. So, um, you know, we could go on for decades talking about God's grace. One thing I would suggest um, for for you, Wayne, if you like any of your native writers. C.S. Lewis has some really interesting things that he's written about joy and about grace. Um, I'd suggest you trying to find some stuff that he's written, some Mm -hmm. pretty neat things. And, you know, of course, he's he wrote some great fantasy for children that's lasted for decades, too. But, um, you know, both C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien, um, they both believed that there was more than just this temporal life. Yeah. They believed yeah. that, that there they was believed in an afterlife. Yeah. An afterlife and they believed in a spiritual realm. Yeah. 
And so it's kind of fascinating to, it to is. read some and, of the And you know, that, I mean, that's for another whole topic, but I really think maybe we should cover it sometime. We should we should cover body, soul, spirit sometime and talk about that because um, I think that every person, there's, there's spiritual traits to every person because mm-hmm. I think God puts that in people. Mm-hmm. And it'd be interesting to talk about that and explore that a little bit more. But it'd be cool. But we, we've run out of time. Yeah. We went way longer than we normally do. Yeah. Hope nobody cares that we did that. If you ramble do, you know. Ramble on, ramble, ramble. R-A-M-B-L-N, ramblin'. Okay. So why don't we pray for folks um, that are listening. And Wayne, thank you again for your very honest question. I hope you appreciated our honest answer, even though it may not be what you wanted to hear. Um, it's what we know what the Bible says. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, take heart. And like we said, we recommend to everybody, uh, you know, ask, just go ahead and say, God, if you're real, show me yourself. And I, I have a pretty sneaking suspicion that when people honestly do that, they're going to find something. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll find God. But that's that's me. Yeah. So why don't we pray for folks? Father, I lift up every single person listening to this podcast. And I, I just thank you for everybody's life. Lord, it's such an adventure to be on this earth at this time uh, in history. And it's so cool that you love us and you care for us and that you are not, uh, you're not just sitting up there wanting to throw lightning bolts at us and you and you don't want to just make us burn marks on the carpet, but you really do care about us. And Lord, I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me because I know I screw up all the time, but you still have grace for me and you still have uh, grace for all of us. And that is really, really cool. And I don't know how to thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, for Wayne's letter. Thank you for his honesty in it. And I do pray. I pray for Wayne. I pray for his family. I pray for all of our listeners that if they are truly, you know, wanting to know more about you, I pray, God, they would say that prayer um, that we talked about. And, you know, if you're real, God, help me out here. Show me who you are. You know, come into my life and show me what's going on. And, uh, God, I believe that if they do that, they're going to hear from you. You're going to show yourself strong in ways that I don't even understand. So I just thank you again. And and uh, I thank you, Lord, that you're not so concerned about converts, but you care about people. Mm-hmm. And I thank you, Lord, that even though some of your followers, um, sometimes we get all bent out of shape about doctrine and get bent out of shape about dogma and re- and religion and and uh, works and 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 you know rules and regulations that we miss the whole point. I'm sorry about that. And and I hope God that there are people listening that really want to know you for who you are and not the religious aspect of it, but the real relationship aspect, God. That's amazing to me. You are amazing to me. So thank you, Lord, for every single person, and and I pray that you bless them and help them and uh, open up doors for them to to be and be fulfilled in all that they were created to be. It's It's so fun doing what you made us to do. It's so awesome and fulfilling to live for you and to really understand what you have for us. It's amazing. So Thank you for that. I pray that every one of my friends, our friends, would uh, be able to experience that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We went about 10 minutes over our regularly scheduled programming. So should I I just end this (coughs) then with our... You could just end it, but don't please, Amy. Don't just end it. Well, no, you know, do, no, do our, do our little. This oh, has been I thought a, you were talking about taking. You know, okay, our closer. Want me to do the closer? Hey, you could do whatever you want.
Okay. But before you do the closer, you can hear us on the Stitcher, um, what Stitcher, what is it? Smart Radio. Stitcher Smart Radio. The device that can go on your iPad, iPod, Android, whatever platform you own, it can go on it. And you can listen to our podcast and many more podcasts. All of our friends' podcasts are on Stitcher Radio. Almost of them. Almost all of them. Most of them. Um, this is and you been... should go to Stitcher.com and check it out okay. and be part of us. Okay. We're, we're the going... one with Stitcher. We're going. We're 11 minutes over now. <sighs> so this has been a more Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. I'm tired now. <sighs> okay. <sighs> you can click stop so that you stop yawning on people. All right. Yeah. Good night, everybody, or goodbye and good morning, everybody. <laughs> good morning, good Whenever night. you've listened to this. Good afternoon, good evening. Jolly, right? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. What? <laughs> Merry Christmas. My Happy wife, New Year. My wife is weird. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Sorry, but you are. <laughs> you married me, so what's that say about you? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Have a good evening, everybody. Yeah, see you later. And it breaks my heart. When it breaks my heart. Suppose I never, ever met you. Suppose we never fell in love. Suppose I never. Trekmate Podcast. Join us each week for the latest Star Trek news, in-depth discussions, and some pretty cool guests. And as you will soon find out, we're a podcast that loves to play games. So join us each week for trivia and competitions galore, where you'll be able to win real prizes. Find us at trekmate.org.uk or on iTunes, Stitcher, and where all cool podcasts are available. Program complete. Enter when ready. (laughs) 
on September 22, 2004, Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010 and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, We'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. 